last Friday, I had the privilege to speak at the Fellowship of Christian Athletes at Olive Branch High School. I actually saw Aaron Thomas. Uh, so Aaron is, uh, is doing good things on his campus, still loving Jesus, even when he's not at church. That's always a good thing, right? Uh, man, and uh, I had the opportunity to share. I had 15 minutes. And normally when I have that kind of opportunity, I shoot for one point. Every once in a while, I'll shoot for three. Uh, if I'm really stretching it and uh, God had put something on my heart, I had six points in 15 minutes, which is insane. Uh, tonight, my goal is to have you out of here by 8 o'clock, which is in nine minutes, and I have five points. Uh, so buckle up. We're about to do this quickly tonight. Uh, how many know sometimes God can speak fast? Right? Like, God can speak deep, but he can also speak quickly. So we're going to dive right in. Matthew chapter 26, Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he says this, starting in verse 1. He says, as you know, the Passover, everybody say Passover. Passover. The Passover is two days away, and the Son of Man, that's Jesus, will be handed over to be crucified. So this is Wednesday, right? This is two days ago. He says, look, this is coming on the Passover. I'm going to be handed over to be crucified. Then the chief priests and the elders of the people assembled in the palace of the high priest, whose name was Caiaphas, and they schemed to arrest Jesus secretly and to kill him, but not during the festival, they said, or there may be a riot among the people. I know when we were bringing in four burgers with 45 people in line, we were afraid there might be a riot among the people. So thank you for not rioting. Uh, thank you for holding back your emotions. Um, he said, the Passover is two days away. We're going to talk a little about the Passover tonight. Would you pray with me? Father God, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you for the reminder that this day represents, God, that, that Jesus died for me. God, let that never become routine. Let that never become trite. Let that never become cliche. Let that always impact me deeply. Let that always impact us deeply. That the Son of God laid down his life for us. We thank you for that tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. What I want to do tonight is I want to take a little bit of a different angle. We've been doing this Good Friday service now for a number of years. I think we started uh, all the way back in 2012. So I, I want to say this is like our eighth Good Friday service in a row, and, and every year I kind of try to take a different piece of, of the story, and so this year I felt like God led me actually to, to spend most of our time in the Old Testament. We're going to talk about the Passover, um, and so I want to take you back to Exodus chapter 12, where the Passover was instituted. I know many of you have grown up in church, you've been around church, you're probably very familiar with the Jewish custom of the Passover. Some of us maybe have grown up in church and we're clueless on the Passover, and, and maybe some of us are, are just getting started on this Christian journey. I, I want to take you to the Passover because I believe God does not do coincidences. Uh, Jesus Christ died for us on the night of the Passover. And I don't think that was accidental. I think that was foreknew and planned from the foundations of the earth, uh, that God had a plan to, to show his people who Jesus was. Uh, and so in Exodus chapter 12, we find the Passover. You're probably familiar with the story. The Israelites, the people of God, are in captivity. They're in slavery in Egypt. And God's chosen this man, Moses, to be their deliverer, to bring them out of captivity. And, and so the Pharaoh who's in charge of Egypt has, has resisted God's move. Let us never resist the move of God. 
He's resisted, and so God has sent a series of plagues to get Pharaoh's attention, to convince Pharaoh that God is greater than he is. And, and each time Pharaoh decides in the end, nope, I'm not going to let your people go. And so finally, God brings out his biggest weapon, right? God says, okay, I can't play anymore if you're not listening to me. And he gets to the 10th plague, the worst plague, the plague that, man, as a father, it breaks your heart, doesn't it? Man, to, to imagine this, look what it says in Exodus chapter 12, verse 1. It says, the Lord said to Moses and Aaron in Egypt, this month is to be for you the first month, the first month of your year. Tell the whole community of Israel that on the 10th day of this month, each man is to take a lamb for his family, one for each household. If any household is too small for a whole lamb, they must share one with, uh, share one with their nearest neighbor, having taken into account the number of people there are. You are to determine the amount of lamb needed in accordance with what each person will eat. The animals you choose must be year-old males without defect, and you may take them from the sheep or the goats. Take care of them until the 14th day of the month when all the members of the community of Israel must slaughter them at twilight. They are to take some of the blood and put it on the sides and tops of the door frames of the houses where they eat the lambs. That same night they are to eat the meat roasted over the fire along with bitter herbs and bread made without yeast. Do not eat the meat raw or boiled in water, but roast it over a fire." With the head, legs, and internal organs. Do not leave any of it till morning. If some of it is left till morning, you must burn it. This is how you're to eat it with your cloak tugged into your belt, your sandals on your feet, your staff in your hand. Eat it in haste. Some of you experienced that tonight, didn't you? Had to eat in some haste. You're welcome. We helped you understand the Passover better. Thank you. Like that was planned. Uh, Eat it in haste, it is the Lord's Passover. On the same night I will pass through Egypt and strike down every firstborn of both people and animals. And I'll bring judgment on the gods of Egypt, I am the Lord. The blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you are, and when I see the blood I will pass over you. No destructive plague will touch you when I strike Egypt. I want to share with you in four minutes five things from the Passover. Five things that the Passover teaches us, this foreshadowing of Jesus, this picture that God gave the Israelites a thousand years before he gave them Jesus. They would celebrate this and and have this, this picture of the one who would come. The first one is this, I hate to break it to you, but death comes for all of us, doesn't it? Man, death comes for us all. You see, the, the death angel was going to come through Egypt, and it was coming to every house, right? He was coming to everyone's house. I've, in the last few weeks, been to a couple of funerals of people in our church who lost a dear family member. Just today, I was talking to one of the members of our setup team who showed up early to help make this happen, and he's telling me about a friend of his who passed away today. Death comes for us all. See, in, in this story, the death was coming specifically for the firstborn son. As a firstborn son, I don't love this story, right? It, it was coming specifically for one person, but in coming for that one person, every family was affected. You see, death doesn't just affect the person it takes out, right? Man, death affects everybody around the one who has been taken. And so death was coming in some shape or form for every family. Death comes for all of us. Secondly, there's a lamb. I said there's a lamb who died in our place. There is a lamb who died in our place. In this Passover, they they, they would take a lamb, a, a male lamb, one year old. 
It says a lamb without defect, and they would sacrifice the lamb, and they would eat the lamb, and they would take the lamb's blood and, and spread it over their house. And so the angel of death would pass over because it saw the blood of the lamb. Like, you see the significance of this, right, church? The blood of the lamb causes death to pass over us. The third thing that we see is that the Passover lamb is flawless. Right, they didn't take a, a weak lamb, they didn't take the leftover lamb, they didn't take the, the, the lamb they didn't want, they took the best lamb they had. Aren't you glad God took the best lamb he had? The only lamb who was flawless, the only lamb who could pay for the sin of the world, there was no plan B. There was no other option. The Passover lamb, Jesus Christ, was the only one who could do this for. The only one whose blood would be able to cause the angel of death to pass over me. Because I'm covered in his blood. The Passover lamb is flawless. Number four. This ties into what Dwindle said. We didn't coordinate it all, but I love that he said it. The, the, number four, the Passover is a celebration. It's a celebration, right? It's a celebration of death. That seems so, so odd, but check this out. It moves on in Exodus chapter 12. It says, this is a day you are to commemorate. For the generations to come, everybody say, that's me. me. For the generations to come, that's for us. You shall celebrate it as a festival to the Lord, a lasting ordinance. For seven days, we're doing a three-day Easter weekend here at City Church. And some of you probably think we're crazy, man. We're doing stuff on Good Friday. We're doing a block party on Saturday. We're doing Easter on Sunday. It's a busy weekend. The Jews did seven days. For the Passover. And check this part out. Uh, For seven days, you are to eat bread made without yeast. On the first day, remove the yeast from your houses. For whoever eats anything with yeast in it from the first day through the seventh must be cut off from Israel. On the first day, hold a sacred assembly. So have a service. And another one on the seventh day. And this is the part everybody's going to love. Do no work at all on these days. They had a Passover week and they were off work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Except to prepare food for everyone. Shout out to everybody on the grill again. Prepare food for everyone to eat. That is all you may do. The Passover was a celebration, right? They, they, they didn't mourn for those who died, which is normally what we associate with death. They celebrated that they didn't have to die. Right? They celebrated that the angel of death passed over them. When was the last time you really celebrated? That the blood of the lamb meant that death's passing over you. Right? When was the last time that you took a week and said, I'm dedicating this whole thing just to looking upon the lamb who died for me and celebrating this man because he, because of him, death has no hold on me. We sang about it, right? Because of him, death was arrested. Death wasn't just arrested. Death was put to death. Right? The hold has been taken off of us. The Passover is a time of celebration. The last thing I want to show you tonight is the Passover is connected to the celebration of the first fruits of the harvest. Shout out, Church of the Harvest. See, it says this if you go to Wikipedia, not the greatest source when it comes to things Christianity, but it'll work for us in this instance. It says this, it says, Passover is a spring festival, which during the existence of the temple in Jerusalem was connected to the offering of the first fruits. Everybody say the first fruits. 
the first fruits of the barley, barley being the first grain to ripen and to be harvested in the land of Israel. You see, Passover is connected to first fruits. What is Passover? It's the, the symbolism, the foreshadow, the type that Jesus would come and be the lamb who would die in our place, right? We get that, hopefully. So what's the first fruits have to do with it? You see, Jesus Christ is the first fruits. Right? He's the firstborn over all creation. He's the first one who died and the first one who rose again. Right? He paid the price. He covered death. And because of what he did, now we, yes, we will die. You may be saying, look, man, I just lost a family member. Maybe I'm sick in my body. Maybe death is coming for me, our worship leader. Uh, Jimmy Fulp, he's in Florida right now because his sister has cancer. And he, he got a phone call this week said she may have two days to live. Thankfully, the report has changed since he got down there, and she, she looks like she's going to have a little bit more time, and we praise God for that. But the reality is death comes, right? At some point in time, I don't care how spiritual you are, I don't care how much faith you have, I don't care how many scriptures you stand on, at some point in time, you're going to die, apart from, from being here when Jesus returns, Right? It's just the reality of the world that we live in, that our world is broken, it is, it, it is flawed, it is de deviated from God's plan. But Jesus Christ, the Passover lamb, came to be the first fruits. He's the first one who was sacrificed, the first one who was raised. And so when, when we say the word first, what does the word first imply? Pastor Rob, what's that? There's more coming. Right? You don't have a first fruits when it's the only fruits, right? You got the first fruit, you don't have first place when you're the only one running, right? Yeah, some of you like broke your heart, like man, I'm first in my 20 minute mile, right? Uh, you don't celebrate that, you celebrate first when there's second, third, fourth, etc. Jesus Christ is the first fruits who died, who raised again, who's alive today. What does that mean for us? if we partake of the Passover lamb the one who died for us that same promise applies to us and this wasn't in my notes but I felt like God spoke this during worship so I'm going to throw this out there real quick one of the things they had to do with the Passover lamb I don't know if you caught it they had to eat the whole thing there couldn't be anything left over and I felt like God said maybe there's some of us here who we've been picking and choosing what parts of the lamb we want He says, I want you to have all of them. Don't just pick salvation as awesome as salvation is. Take my joy as well. Don't, don't just take my joy as awesome as my joy is. Take my healing as well. Right? Don't, don't just take my healing as awesome as my healing is. Take my, my call as well to take up your cross and to follow me. Right? Like, like we can't just pick and choose what parts of Jesus we like. We can't pick and choose what parts of scripture we like. He says, I want you to take all of it. Eat the whole lamb. So tonight, church, as we celebrate Good Friday, as we look to Resurrection Sunday, as we celebrate Easter in, what is it, 36 hours? We get to celebrate that Jesus rose for us. I challenge you, I encourage you. Take all of Jesus. Receive the whole lamb. He came for all of you. And he came and he gave all of himself. Would you pray?
pray with me. Church, in fact, would you stand with me as we pray? Father God, I thank you for our brothers and sisters that we get to worship with tonight. God, I thank you for being part of a bigger family, God, that you're up to something greater, God, even so much greater than what's in this building right now. God, you're up to something across the globe. And we just represent this this small little fraction of your family. God, I thank you that I got family members I've never met. God, it's so awesome to be part of your family. So awesome that because of Jesus, the first fruits that we've been brought in and the promise of what you did for him is now promised for us. That yes, we may die, but we will rise again. We will live forever with you. So God, right now tonight, I, I pray for myself. I pray for my my friends who are here worshiping with us tonight. God, help us to receive all of Jesus. God, if there's any piece of Jesus that we've been rejecting, any piece of his love, his grace, his truth, that, that, that we've said, no, that part's not really for me. God, forgive us. And allow us tonight, God, to partake of the whole lamb the perfect lamb, the flawless lamb who died in our place. God, because all of the lamb is good for us. All of the lamb makes us stronger. All of the lamb makes us more like you. So God, help us to receive the lamb tonight. Reveal to us if there's anything that that we've been fighting off, anything we've been resisting, any area we haven't given over to you. We thank you that you gave us everything. And God, we give you everything in return. It's in Jesus' mighty, life-changing, sacrificial, victorious name we pray. Everyone said.